Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Gabby, and I'm here to share just some words with you all, hopefully to expand your consciousness or to see this reality that you're living in in a new light. Today, I just decided to go ahead and hit the record button. No plans, just all flow, because recently I've been playing a lot with the... um, the feminine energy that exists inside of me and that's what I'm bringing you all today just a space to receive this energy that I am you know sending you and something that I've been thinking about a lot I um I just launched well I am in the process <laughs> of launching my mentorship program for people looking to connect deeper to themselves um in the spiritual aspect and an idea that I am really digesting right now is the fact that a good teacher a good coach you know a good instructor whatever you want to think of it as the person who's giving you information if they're good at what they're doing then you're not going to be able to integrate what they're saying to you right away it might not even resonate with you all right a good coach a good teacher is able to put information into your aura so that you're allowed you know to carry it with you and then call upon it when you need it and it may not absorb right into your body you may not take the teaching as truth right away but you will eventually be able to call on it and embody it absorb it when you need it They say an even better teacher is able to put the information into your arc line. Your arc line being one of the ten bodies that um, you have. You know, we all refer to the physical body as our body, but we have all of these mental, emotional bodies that exist within us, and the arc line is one of them. The arc line holds your incarnational patterns, your, um, your beliefs, your karma that you carry throughout all of your lifetimes all right it's the body that stays with you throughout all of your lifetimes or that changes you can say depending on your decisions actions stuff when you have um blockages in the arc line when you have density in the arc line it manifests as you know repetitive patterns or things that you can't get past it's like when you meet the same type of person or the person with that has this energy could be like an energy vampire archetype when you meet this person and they show up in a bunch of different people and a bunch of different bodies that would be you know an example of having a dirty arc line you could say or a dense arc line it's some type of karma that's following you around it could be good karma though too so you know that's why we do the practices to clean the arc lines, or that's why I do them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I launched my, my mentorship program recently. My first, you know, high offer program, high ticket program. And it's a one-to-one program for 11 weeks um, with three main aspects, you can say, which are tarot cards, reading tarot kundalini yoga to clear out subconscious blockages and elemental 
aspects, earth, air, water, fire, um, embodying the elements to embody all aspects of self, right? And I had all of this confidence, you know, going into it, because this was my second round of launching it, but the first round I was just kind of um, piecing it together as it goes. The first round, I launched my mentorship with 5%, or at least maybe maximum 10% of the content made, and it was a success. I got a client, and we had a very, very special, um, profound, you know, energy exchange between the both of us for the 11 weeks that we worked together, and Right when it finished, I was like, all right, you know, that worked. Let's do it again. And I pushed, 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 and I pushed forward, and I launched it right away, no break. And then a few, like, I'd say, no, not even a few days. Literally within the next 24 hours, I signed with a new business coach, and she cracked my mind right open. And the fact that I only pushed forward to launch... Um, my mentorship with no break because I never allowed myself to have a break, you know, in any aspect of my life because in the society we live in, we teach the belief. Yes, you do too because it's probably something completely unconscious to you. You take part in teaching everyone around you the belief that you have to work in order to receive. You have to work hard for what you have. And, you know, you could think of it like the American dream, working hard for what you have. That's admirable, they say. Um, but in reality, you know, it's just a reflection of how you received love as a child. And what do I mean by that? There is a difference between earning something and receiving it. When we work, 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 work to receive, we're not actually receiving shit because we earned it. We worked hard and we got something. When you when you get something, right? Getting is not receiving. When you get something, you have to earn it. You have to do something in order to get something. When you receive it, there's no doing something. There's no earning. Your heart is cracked open to receive. It's the feminine energy of receiving. But the thing is, as a child... A lot of us didn't actually receive love. We only earned it, especially if you had siblings. You know, you had to do something to get mama's attention or dad's attention. And, you know, it's heartbreaking when you realize that. And, you know, it's not saying, like, my parents are the worst. I'm going to blame everything on childhood. It's more about just asking yourself the question, was I even ever able to receive love? Was I able to receive love where I didn't have to work in order to get it? I could just like be heart open, you know, in receptive mode. Or was I always looking to do something to please someone? Right? And I was. I lived in that narrative up until two weeks ago. Up until two weeks ago. So, you know, I had launched my mentorship. And then I'm realizing, having this like huge ego death, you could call it. I don't really like to use the term ego death because I don't really like the word ego. I just, it's not like I don't like labels because I think that labels can be very, very helpful. Um, but I feel like using the word ego is very new agey. And a lot of the new age ideas are just psyops. It's just pop propaganda and you know I can I could go on about that forever but we're not going to talk about that today 
Um, so I had this ego death, you can say, of like, wow, I thought I had all my shit together and I like I launched my program. And now I'm really realizing I have no shit together because I'm building it on this unstable foundation of thinking that I have to work in order to receive. And then, you know, when you have to work in order to receive, everything becomes a struggle for you. Because you're in the idea of scarcity where you cannot just be yourself and receive something good. And going off that, you know, if you own a business or even in relationships, in any relationship in your life, you're never going to be able to attract a partner, a client, if you think you have to work so hard in order to have them. Because that's not love. Right? Love is this all-around encompassing feeling. Um, it is everything. Love is everything. And the absence of love, or the opposite of love, is fear. And I can talk about that for so long, too. <laughs> um, this morning, I've been doing this kundalini practice. It's called the green energy set, and it brings opportunity to you. And I did it probably starting last week or two weeks ago. I had done it previously for a month straight. Um, but I had done it a couple weeks ago. I started and I've been doing it every day for the most part. But my ego resists it like hell. Like hell. And here's the thing. Right when I started doing it, an opportunity came directly into my field. I did the green energy set, which brings opportunities into, you know, your physical reality. I did it and the next day I got offered um, kind of like a job opportunity, you can say, an extension of what I'm already doing. Just an opportunity to make more money um, without working hard, which is exactly, you know, going off the last thing. I don't want to work hard anymore because that's not my medicine. My medicine is my essence and my essence involves not working hard in order to receive because if you're programmed to work hard in order to receive you'll never be fucking happy you'll never catch a break but the world we live in right the patriarchy is like work 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 masculine energy work 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 action action um <laughs> but anyway i've been doing this green energy set and my ego resists it like hell every single day i try to find an excuse as to why i can't do it and this morning you know i woke up and I would just witness the voice in my head. I woke up at 9.40 a.m. And to some of you, that may be early, but to me, it was late. And the first thought that my mind said to me was, you're late, you need to get up. And then I just closed my eyes. Because I'm doing this thing of reprogramming the mind. And the first thought you have of the day influences you a lot. So, I mean, you could just take that as, as a little tidbit. You know, think about the thing that you think of right when you open your eyes because that sets the mood of the day. All right, so I got out of bed. I did, you know, my regular 30-minute practice, and I was going to do the green energy set, but I just laid down in meditation. And I was thinking to myself, you know, does my ego resist it or does my soul resist it? Am I resisting this because it isn't in my soul's highest alignment? Or am I resisting this because my ego just doesn't want to do it? And that was the answer. My ego just didn't want to do it. I got my ass up, sat in my meditative posture, did the green energy set. It's only 20 minutes. And if you've ever done kundalini yoga before, you know you manipulate time. 
You close your eyes, it feels like two seconds later you open them, you're done. That's the worst part of the ego-resisting kundalini, because it just goes by. And you know, after I opened my journal, and I wrote this thing down. I wrote down resistance equals direction equals destiny. Because the things that we resist the most are like little secret tidbits that are going to get you on your destiny path. But everything within your mind, all of the conditioning in your head is telling you to follow the path of fate. Follow the path of karma. Follow the path that has gotten you to this point. And when you are on the spiritual path... As deep as you go, the more temptation it will be to fall off because the spiritual path is not an easy path to live. It will test you. It will test your morals, your ethics, your devotion, your commitment to your own soul's evolution. And I want you to think about that statement again. Resistance equals direction, which equals destiny. And I'm not talking about soul's resistance, like when you know that something isn't in alignment for your highest honor, so you don't do it. I'm talking about the resistance of the ego, when you know that something is in your alignment, but your ego is resisting it like hell. And it often comes down to some fear that you have to face of maybe being truly authentic or not people-pleasing, um... Or moving away, you know, far away from whoever is holding you back or getting out of a relationship. Whatever you are afraid of, right? That's the, that's the resistance that I'm talking about. But the resistance, the lower frequency energy of fear, it gives you direction. Because what is at the root of resistance The root of resistance is the fear of success. Okay? Because the ego wants you to stay the same. The subconscious mind wants you to stay the same. Because in reality, we're all addicted to suffering. We're all addicted to scarcity. We're all addicted to chaos. We're all addicted to overworking ourselves, to working hard in order to receive, because that's all we know. That's all we've been taught. But the new paradigm, whatever paradigm you want to live in, it exists. It's in the quantum field. It's proven by quantum physics. Whatever you want for your life, whatever you could imagine for yourself, it exists. But your mind is too addicted to the life you've been living. That's why the ego will resist it like all hell. When you try to step into alignment with your soul's destiny. And that's why the egoic resistance that you feel towards these steps, it shows you the direction to travel in. And I know you're probably like, Gabby, I do not want to go down the deep, dark path. But it's like your wounds. Right? The wound, you can say the wounds... Or like the opening that the light pours into. Or like you have to travel so deep into your wounds in order to be rebirthed into your highest self. Because if you don't go into the wounds, you'll never, you know, you'll you'll never see the light. 
And that's just the truth of it. Resistance equals direction. Where you resist something, you go full force into it. Because if the resistance is egoic, it's just holding you back. And when you go full force into it, when you travel in the direction, it leads to your destiny. And your destiny path is something that is just... It's inexplainable by words. (laughs) I can't even try to put language to it because language is just something that will fill your head with nonsense most of the time. And you know what I mean by that. You know, this this world... (laughs) This world that we live in, is it's very... um, been upside down for a long time you know the earth is actually considered a demonic realm and you may be like what the fuck are you saying but all of these lower emotions exist here um that's the thing about being human there's always something to learn and that doesn't mean you're broken it just means that there's things to do and you know every step you take is a step closer to ascension Or a step closer, you know, to catapult you behind lifetimes. And that's just the truth of it. We can say, you know, nothing ever matters. We're just on a floating rock. But once you leave the floating rock, you're going to be like, holy shit. Maybe I could have done something differently. The other day I was going to, um, I was facing a fear. All right. I'll I'll backtrack a little bit. I was journaling a few days ago and I wrote on the piece of paper, deepest fears. And then I list my fears. I could only think of two of them at the time. But they were both related to the fear of disappointing people. That's what it came back to. Um, Because, you know, my conditioning is like, you are responsible for the way that other people feel. That's what my mind tells me. And it prob- your mind probably probably tells you that too if you were hyper aware of, um, of other people's emotions in childhood. But I'm writing my deepest fears down. And I wrote at the end of the paper, face these fears, face at least one of these fears. And I'm about to write like by the end of the month or by like some due date. And then I just say right now. Face these fears right now. And a couple of days later, I did end up facing one of the fears. But before I did that, I was sitting um, in meditation after my class. And my teacher was reading this thing to us. And it basically was saying that your insecurities are the only thing that's holding you back. And your insecurities are what creates fear within you. And going off of that, like, how dare you come to this earth... And have this awareness to be listening to me right now to somehow get to this space and not follow through with your destiny. Why would you do that? You're already here. You've already made it this far. Like, are you going to be that selfish to let your insecurities rule you? If you're here, I don't think you are, but you may be doing it right now. And she said those words, something like that. (laughs) And I broke out in tears because I was just like, that is so fucking true. That is so fucking true. Because, you know, 
the medicine that we hold is only accessible by facing our fears, by diving deep into our wounds. And the medicine that we hold, if we choose to share that with others, we can choose to heal this whole planet collectively. And that's something that's fucking powerful. So, you know, you can say nothing ever matters. We're just floating on this rock in space. Um, But I don't know. I believe everything is here. We're all doing this shit for a reason. Why else? Um, I don't know. I think it's better. It's better to have faith than to live mindlessly because what what the fuck is the point in that? A lot of things, um, you know, with disconnection never made any sense to me, but we live in this planet of disconnection constantly. And I will talk about that until the day that I die. Fear is separation division and on the planet right now there's like a war on consciousness if you haven't realized it and it's all about taking your power power away it's all about the hierarchy the hierarchy exists within everything it exists within business um you know like the bad business coach or like the person that's trying to convince you to buy their product because if you don't you know what if what if xyz happens you know those life alert things where the old people can buy the necklace that they um, click the button and it calls 911? That's fear-mongering. I mean, it's a good invention, but if you think about it, you know there's a hierarchy there. What do I mean by hierarchy? I mean, one person has power over another, and they convince you into fear in order to buy their product in that case, you know? Buy this life alert product because you don't want to be like old Sally who fell and didn't have the life alert. And then, you know, she died or she had a stroke on the ground or some shit. I don't know. Um, The hierarchy exists within everything. It's in business. It's in work. Right? You have different levels. Bosses, managers, employees. That's a hierarchy right there. It's in your family. It's in your culture. Men and women taking on different roles. It's in everything. The hierarchy exists within fucking everything. And the point of the hierarchy is to manipulate, it's in the government, obviously, (laughs) can't forget that one, the point of the hierarchy is to manipulate you into fear to take your power away, stay scared so we can take your power away, you are not good enough, you have this wrong with you, so stay afraid, and let me suck on your energy, that's what's been happening, and that's what's still been happening, right? We're entering this age of Aquarius. I can also talk about this forever. (laughs) We're entering this age of Aquarius where the consciousness on the planet is shifting rapidly. Age of Pisces, which we just came out of at the turn of the century, and the ages, um, they exist, I think, every 2,000, 3,000 years. The age of Pisces was all about conformity. That's why older people are so much different than younger people now on a whole new spectrum. It's not just because of the technology, which is a big thing. The age of Aquarius is a technological age, but it's not just because of technology. It's because people who were born farther away from the age of Aquarius are used to conforming. They are used to conforming, all right? And, I mean, that's a good reason why everyone thinks I'm crazy. I've never, even with this whole, um, this whole stuff that happened in 2020, 
I really didn't, um, I didn't obey any of the, the recommendations that were put out into society because it's fear-mongering. It's literally fear-mongering. And on top of that, it's let's get everyone angry at each other. Grr, angry, grr, because then we can take their power away. And you can say, you know, XYZ is selfish for doing this or not doing this and they're a terrible person and let's cancel them and all this shit. But in reality, you are the, if you were accusing someone else, you know, of being this bad person and all angry and her, all you're doing is just giving your power away. And the hierarchy that exists, right? It wants us all to be separated. That's why we're on earth. So we can all be fucking separated. Um, but we do have the shift in consciousness right now that's coming in super clutch if you're an awakened being. And what it's doing is it's, it's telling us all, get on the same fucking page. Can you not see that everyone is just manipulating you to give your power away? Like I said before, we all hold the sacred medicine within us that has the capability of healing generations of the past and the future and everyone in the present. It's just about facing the fears to access it. It's about stepping out. Again, fear is separation. It's about stepping out of the separation in order to step into the love. Because that's what it is. Fear is the opposite of love. And you can't exist in two places at once, in two frequencies at once. I've tried it. I've tried it and I've tried it and I tried it. I tried it for years, especially with running my business. I tried to live in fear and in love for years and it just doesn't fucking work it doesn't you can't be living in separation and also want love to live in abundance abundance and separation are two different things i've just been you know rambling on on here but i think it's it's been worth it in a way i came to the park to clear my mind and I haven't even gotten out of the car and I already feel so fulfilled in this moment thank you for listening to me today I think that's all I have to say so have a wonderful rest of your day um and I will see you next time on the feisty hippie podcast